Hi, everyone. Welcome to Jank Talk 2020, your favorite podcast for NFL predictions and recaps. I'm Addy Koshika, and I'm excited to have our four co-hosts with us today. We got Keenan, Ethan, Nolan, and Brad. Uh, all of us are excited to talk about, you know, this past Thursday's game between the Chiefs and the Texans and what's coming up this upcoming week into what's going to what the year is going to be like. Um, yeah. So if you guys want to start with Ethan, introduce yourself a little bit, go into who your favorite team is. Hey, guys, I'm Ethan. I am a diehard Packer fan. So, you know, I think we got a good shot at the NFC North this year. Just going to say that. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else you want me to say, Addy. Hey, that, that was perfect. <laughs> uh, Keenan, you want to go? All right. Uh, my name is Keenan. I'm the uh, I'm the token Jags fan. So, so yeah, bad. it's a good time. Uh, they're terrible. Beautiful day to be a Jags fan. Yeah, Beautiful day to be a Jags fan. Uh, Nolan. Hi, I'm Nolan. I am a uh, stereotypical Bostonian uh, Patriots fan. Uh, you want to we, take a step back from the mic, bud? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So uh, my voice is weirdly loud, and I don't know how to use my mic yet. So I'm dumb. But, yep, here we go. Patriots fan. And Born Brad. Everything. All right, I'm Brad. Uh, I'm also a Packers fan, so born and raised in Wisconsin. Oh, Hoping for uh, a good season this year. High expectations, but not sure if they'll uh, meet the real expectations oh, come on brad that's not a true packers fan <laughs> you know, you know what? What? i gotta be a realist nice, it's nice to have some humbleness come from packer fans sometimes yeah oh, so okay. i think uh starting off today's discussion with the texans chiefs game is gonna be the best way uh to start off i'll give a little bit of a recap of the game so yeah if you're listening to this you probably watched the game but the Chiefs dominated the Texans. The score was 34 to 20. Um, wasn't really that Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes had. Oh, one second. <laughs> Pat Mahomes had uh, 211 yards and three touchdowns. 211 yards doesn't sound like a lot, but they didn't have to really do anything after the first half. Uh, Deshaun Watson had 253 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Doesn't sound like awful stats, but you got to remember that. He had less than 150 yards until fourth quarter garbage time. So it, it was a stop by every means imaginable. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be like that. Uh, we'll start We'll start with Ethan. Do you have any thoughts on, on the game and how it went? Uh, I mean, well, you kind of alluded to it too. The, I, the score definitely was not – the game was not as close as the score would indicate. I mean, 20 to 34 – it, it really wasn't even that close. Um, my one takeaway from the game was that Chiefs offense looks pretty nice. I don't see anyone stopping them. You know you know what a um, couple analysts that are not us said is usually Super Bowl teams, when they, when they win the Super Bowl, they go on this like party binging streak for like four months. But because of COVID, the Chiefs couldn't like go to every single city and just party it up everywhere. Um, so they were a lot more focused than other teams have been in the past, which might attribute to them having like an even better offense than their Super Bowl winning team. Uh, Keenan, you want to give your thoughts on the game? All right. So you know how uh, Ethan was saying his main takeaway was the Chiefs offense. I, I think my main takeaway is the Chiefs defense. I think they did a great job of – essentially just controlling the pace of the game, preventing opportunities. And I think they were more important and paramount to the victory than the Chiefs offense. Yeah, that is a, I know in the first half, it was frustrating to see the Texans offense. Cause I was definitely cheering for the Texans because the Chiefs have become my Patriots now because they're good. <laughs> and I hate every team. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, no bandwagon, baby. <laughs> Nolan, speaking of the Pat- Patriots, you want to give your thoughts on the game? Yeah. Um, so for me, the, I thought it was an incredibly disappointing performance from the Texans. I think a lot of people, uh, predicted that they were going to get stomped out. I really thought they were going to put up a, a good effort uh, coming out here with, uh, you know, switched up in the offense, getting rid of Hopkins, adding in David Johnson. It really just, it all fell flat. 
And I think a lot of that is definitely owed up to the Chiefs stepping it up on defense. But really, for me, the biggest shocker and the biggest takeaway was Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I'm not just saying that because I picked him in fantasy. Uh, but the man legitimately looked like a all-around dynamic back that you know basically was their only weak point on offense after losing Kareem Hunt. And he looked dynamic out there. He looked like a really important piece for their team going forward. And I'd be scared if I'm going against the Chiefs offense at any point this year. I want nothing to do with that team. They just have so many weapons, so many ways to to beat you down. Uh, I'm scared of that team, man. That's looking like a strong repeat chance. You you know one thing, too, with the rookies is this year, I feel like there's no preseason tape on them, right? I feel like they're going to do well right out of the gate. And then maybe like week six, week seven, we're going to see the rookies kind of take a step back because finally there's going to be some tape on them. But like if you're the Texans defense, you have zero tape on this guy except from when he was on LSU, but that's not the same offense at all. Yeah, totally different so we'll see we'll see how rookies look out of the gate and how they progress throughout the year. Uh, Brad, what did you think about the game? Yeah, so kind of similar to Nolan. I think my main takeaway from this game was really the running game, uh, especially with the Chiefs. You know, when coming off the Super Bowl, I expected them to have a dominant performance on offense, and they did. But the way they did it wasn't how I expected. You know, I expected them to pick apart the defense with passing the ball. You know, making use of their insane talent and wide receiver and tight end, and obviously with Patrick Mahomes. But I think they really showed that they can be a run-first team if they wanted to while still being able to destroy you in the air as well. And then on the other side of the ball, you got David Johnson, who uh, I think actually had a pretty decent game. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that, but I think uh, you could really see how losing DeAndre Hopkins did hurt their passing game where uh, they just couldn't find him to the ball. You know? yeah. maybe, maybe something we want to talk about after just one game way too early what do you think the who do you think won that trade? You know, David Johnson looked good, but it looked like Deshaun Watson didn't have anyone to throw to on that field. I, I cannot believe that you trade. Well, obviously, you can get off, get on the um, how everybody was enraged after the Texans traded away their star wide receiver. But when you're replacing him with Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb, it's just it just still doesn't feel right. I just. Where was Randall Cobb? That's what I'm saying. Did, did I, you guys see him until think, like? Yeah, maybe one target. Caught, I think he had two catches in garbage time. Yeah. Oh, and they signed him to like a, a pretty good size deal. I forget the number, but it's definitely not worth it. I do no. think it's important to point out too that during that game, it was you know the conditions weren't great. It was yeah, it was kind of wet. So that might have contributed a little bit to uh, the lack of success in the past game, but. Uh, I think it's still, you know, hard to overlook. I didn't see that. any lack of success on the Chiefs side. I don't know what you're talking. I mean, about. that's that's true. But, uh, <laughs> the Chiefs made it work, man. <laughs> coming in with a couple new receivers, it might take them a little bit of time and uh, maybe some better conditions to get that offense going on the passing front. But it is yeah. hard to say that DeAndre's presence wasn't missed. But uh, well, yeah. and also too, though, leading up to that game, I mean, Cooks was pretty banged up. Like I'm pretty yeah, sure he was Cooks questionable the whole time. So this yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd be curious to see what they do in week two. Can't uh, Cooks got hurt. That's if their entire if all their receivers are healthy, I I I wouldn't sleep on their pass game yet, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on in week two. Yeah, and well, speaking of Brandon Cooks and David Johnson, the Texans are so injury prone. And I don't know why they have put together this team of. Players who have had bad pasts with injury and bring them all um, to Houston. It seems like a really scary scenario. could be a scary scenario in the future. On the other side of the ball, though, uh, on the Chiefs' side, I was frustrated. I was texting you guys the entire game. Like, how many weapons can you have? Whenever, oh, you think that they stopped them on one play for the run, Tyreek Hill, like, is running across the field for a touchdown. And... It was frustrating to watch as someone who apparently doesn't like the Chiefs anymore. Like, what are your thoughts on that? That team's ridiculously dynamic. I mean, yeah. they, they can go anywhere. I mean, Sammy Watkins had an insane game. And, I mean, nobody comes into the season thinking, oh, you got you to gotta double up on Sammy. That guy's going to be the dynamic problem for the team. 
I mean, they can go anywhere. I mean, Robinson was getting a lot of looks. Hardman is still a factor because he's just so fast. Tyreek, like you said, they had a play basically that looked like a screen designed for for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going into the end zone, and Tyreek was lined up on the other side of the field, just (laughs) ran straight across 50 yards, and Pat just chucked it up to him, and he was basically wide open because he just out-sprinted the dude on him. So how do you stop that offense? Like, that's my... I mean, really, issue here. You can't. You, can you? you have so many things that, uh, that you have so many weapons to deal with. And whenever you have a situation like that, you need to just go all in and put pressure on the quarterback. Like your yeah. only hope is to force Pat Mahomes to make a mistake. Cause no matter what quarterback you have, if you force him to make a, like errant throws and throws that he doesn't want to make, there, there's bound to be mistakes. So that's, I think, if I'm an, a, a defensive coordinator and I'm looking for a way to stop it, you know you don't have enough secondary weapons to deal with their offense. You need to just pressure Pat Mahomes into making a bad throw. or a, but, a but it's not like the Texans don't have a good D-line either. No, they right? don't. They have J.J. Watt. Line. And that also, J.J. Watt basically was dominating on the outside every time they lined him up on one of the Chiefs' weaker tackles. But they lined up J.J. Watt in the middle of the field most of the game, which didn't make a lot of sense to me because he was getting bodied by their big centers and guards. But outside, the Chiefs are kind of weak in the tackle game. So I didn't understand that at all. Maybe it's because they were running between the tackles so well that they needed him Mm -hmm. on the inside to have pressure, but... I'm sure there was a reason for it, but yeah, I agree. It's not like the Texans have a weak D-line at all. Yeah. Um, is there any other thoughts that you guys have about this game? You know, nah, it was a blowout for sure, but <laughs> yeah, it, was it, was, it, it was not, it was not a great viewer experience. Yeah. It, it, it was uh, pretty boring. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know that we didn't have this plan, but I want to talk a little bit about how you think the NFL did with, uh, the fan situation. Like there's only 15,000 fans there. There's not going to be any in most of the games this weekend. Like, did that feel like? Did it feel weird for you watching it on TV? Um, how do you think the NFL handled that? Honestly, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, yeah. I think from a TV viewer, uh, you can't really notice the difference because they're able to, you know, mess with the sound settings and everything like that. Um, so I think from our point of view, it's it's pretty nice. You know, we get pretty much the same experience we have all the previous years. Uh, but really, the only difference is what the players are. Uh, experiencing and how the fans in the stadiums are getting that experience. And that's something that we can't really tell from our perspective. It's basically like watching a Jags game. (laughs) (laughs) The one time I did notice it, um, I did, I I agree with you uh, mostly. The one time I did notice it was when the Texans scored their second touchdown. And in a normal game, even when the opposing team scores a touchdown, there's a little bit of like crowd noise with the, small amount of fans but it was like dead silent. silence yeah, yeah it right. was silent because obviously they're not gonna pump in crowd noise um like i know they're allowed 70 decibels of crowd noise per stadium right they're not yeah. gonna pump in crowd noise to pump up the opposing team so it went completely silent which must be so demoralizing for an away team mm-hmm. that is a good point i do think you know obviously with the reduced fans you're really not going right. to get almost any away team fans at any of the games. So. I think that regardless of how good the teams are, I think you're going to see, obviously home teams are in general favor, but I think you're going to see an even wider discrepancy between home and away games this year. Right. The one thing really? I do find interesting is um, what kind of advantages some teams will have that aren't having, that are having some fans compared to teams that aren't having any fans at all. Cause those teams really don't get any sort of home field advantage with no fans in the stadiums where, if you have even 22% capacity like the Chiefs did, you know, that's still giving you something to go off of. So I thought that that was a great discussion recapping the Texans-Chiefs game. Uh, next, we're going to go into what our projections are going to be for each division winner. We're going to go one by one, um, starting with the AFC East, choosing who, who's going to win every division. We'll give you our picks, and then we'll you know fight each other on who uh, who's going to be right. It's probably going to be me, but we'll begin with uh, – the host of yeah, yeah. the AFC East. Okay, so um, this is losing a bit of shock value because we may or may not have had some technical difficulties, but I'm picking the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East. Whoa. No. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my. That's a shock wow. to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm picking the AFC East. Uh, the Bills, despite being a Pats fan, we'll go into that whole thing more de- in more detail later. Uh, AFC West, picking the Chiefs. Nothing, nothing new there. Uh, AFC North, I'm rolling with the Ravens. I think they're going to continue to to be dominant there. AFC South, going to go with the Tennessee Titans. Really like that team. Big fan of them. Big Derrick Henry guy. NFC East is awful. I'm going to go with the Eagles because, oh, my God, I just can't. Um, (laughs) NFC West, we'll we'll stick with the 49ers, but that that is a division. Did he cut out for us? Yeah, he cut out for us. (laughs) It's not going well. <laughs> he's, he's having literal. He's he's having internet issues. Is, Is he? he? Yeah. Well, oh, otherwise, God. how would he have disconnected? I guess. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We're going with Ethan, and we'll come back to uh, we'll come back to Nolan. <laughs> all right. Well, the for the AFC East, I I kind of wish Nolan was here. You can step back from your mic. I wish yeah, Nolan yeah. was. You're, you're peaking a little bit. Me. Yeah, yeah. So just, yeah, just stay that's like a, a couple better. more inches. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, my God. Okay, fixed it. For the AFC East, I wish Nolan was here to hear this, but uh, I'm going with the Pats. I think that Cam Newton will just ball out in New England, and I think they'll beat the Bills in the division. For the AFC West, I'm going with the Chiefs. AFC North, I'm going the Ravens. And the AFC South, I'm actually going with the Colts. I think with the weapons they added, they... It should be pretty potent on offense. Um, for the NFC, for the NFC East, uh, sorry, Addy, I am going with the Cowboys. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate, going to I, I hate the Cowboys. I don't want to pick them, but I just think they're the best the, the best team in the NFC East. Yeah. Uh, NFC North, I'm going Green Bay. Got to stay loyal. Uh, NFC South, I'm going with New Orleans. And a shocker in the NFC West, I'm going with Seattle. I think they'll be a dark horse in that division. All right. All right. Brad? Yeah, so uh, starting from the AFC with the East, I'm going to side with Nolan, the Pats fan, and say that the Bills are going to win. Uh, In the West, no surprise, the Chiefs are going to take that division. North, once again, no surprise, Ravens are going to take that one. Uh, South, I'm going to agree with Ethan on this one. The Colts are going to take that division. I think they added a lot of good weapons. Uh, They have one of the best O-lines in football. Yes. Uh, going to the NFC, we're going to the East. Going to go with the Eagles. Uh, Oof, they're going to take that division. Cowboys suck, so they obviously won't be winning. <laughs> NFC West, I'm going to say the 49ers are going to take that division once again. North, obviously the Packers are going to take that. Won't even be close. Uh, and then in the South, uh, the Saints are going to take that one, just barely edging out the Buccaneers. Uh, Keenan. All right, so I actually I actually agree with Nolan. I'm, I'm going with Bills to the top of the AFC East. Uh, AFC West uh, Chiefs, but I don't think it'll be as close as people think it will be. Um, AFC North, I'm going Ravens. AFC South, I really want to say Jaguars, but I can't because they're terrible. So I'm going to go with the Titans, even though they're my least favorite team in the league. Uh, for the NFC, Cowboys, 100%. Um, NFC West, I I think all four of them have a good chance of winning the division. Um, I think the 49ers are probably the best team, but I my gut says the Rams are going to you know, get back to their glory days oh. and win the division. Uh, NFC North, I don't see a team other than the Packers that would win the division. Uh, NFC South, uh, Saints 100%. I don't think the Buccaneers can compete. Oof. All right. Well, y'all are mostly correct in your picks of what's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, the AFC winner is going to be the, the New England Patriots. Like, There's no way that Bill Belichick is going to let any other team win that division. Cam Newton's a god. You guys for forget about how good he is it's gonna be the pats uh chiefs obviously like ridiculous team see afc north i feel like y'all are sleeping on the steelers but i still can't take the steelers i'm still gonna take the ravens because uh, lamar jackson's a cheat code um afc south i'm also going with the colts i think the colts have a great head coach a great organization I think Derrick Henry is going to be good, but I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. And after his huge contract situation, like any player who gets that much of money for not being so good is going to fall off. Um, NFC East, you already know that it's going to be the Cowboys that win that division. (laughs) And the reason I'm saying that is not because I don't believe in my Eagles. It's because the Eagles are already injured, and there has not been a repeat winner of that division since the 03-04 season. 
So there has been a 16-year stretch where it's gone Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles. Sometimes there's a Giants or a Washington there, in there's there. No red, there's no Redskins in there. <laughs> there's no Redskins anywhere. Uh, there's no Washington football team there. Yeah, so I like want the Eagles to go 16-0, and I hope they do. But I think the Cowboys are going to win. Like They have such a stacked team. Dak Prescott's on a year where he has to win. So I'm going Cowboys. It's probably a surprise, maybe. 49ers, I think, also have a good team. Kyle Shanahan's good in the regular season. Uh, playoffs, not so much. All right, NFC North. Y'all are sleeping on Seabiscuit, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, my and God. And the Chicago Bears oh, are going to Bears. win the NFC North. And I am so confident about this. I can't this believe I signed up for this. <laughs> the Chicago Bears are so good. You don't even know. And I'm ready to fight anyone on that. NFC South, dude, all four of these teams could low-key win the division. I think I'm going to have to go with the Saints because I think that Buccaneers are Dream Team 2020. Bring me back to uh, Vince Young when he was on the Eagles and on that Dream Team. So I don't think the Bucs are going to be that good. I think Saints are going to win that. Um, I don't know where Nolan is to finish his picks, but uh he I think I, a, hang on. his computer restarted oh, oh yeah just in time. Time. Cool, cool. finish your picks yeah finish your picks okay uh hold on i gotta i gotta pull up where, where was i uh, just i just go through them again i think oh, okay. yeah you gotta go through the nfc i think or just rattle them all off okay um yeah i'll, I'll just i'll go with the nfc because i'm pretty sure i was working through the afc um eagles for the nfc east uh, NFC West, the 49ers, NFC North Packers, NFC South Buccaneers. All right. So our team, like if we combine those all together, AFC East, it looks like we got three people winning, have the Bills winning and two people have the Pats winning. Uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. No, on this. Think, uh, right. AFC West, 5-0. and All of us think the Chiefs are going to win. AFC North, 5-0. and All of us think the Ravens are going to win. Um, and I think that we have a three-two with Colts and Titans, right? Or am I four-one? I think three-two. No, I think three-two. Right. Yeah, three-two. Um, NFC East, we got a three-two Cowboys uh, Eagles um, with the Cowboys winning. Nolan, you missed my pick, but I think oh. the Cowboys. Are the NFC. <laughs> no, disgusting. I think you'd be more shocked at the NFC North pick you have. Um, <laughs> <in> the <laughs> NFC West, uh, 5-0, We had the 49ers winning. No, I had no, Seattle. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, Seattle. Oh, sorry, Dark Horse. I had the Rams. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. I, I was just wasn't listening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So we had three, three, one, one for uh, 49ers, Rams, and Seahawks. Yep. NFC North, we had uh, four losers who think the Packers are going to win and the Chicago Bears who are going to actually win the NFC North. <laughs> That's not shocking uh, at all. And, uh, huh? You picking the Bears is not shocking at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, the Bear, if the Bears win the division, I will eat a bowl of minestrone made out of your underwear. <laughs> I, I'm so it, ready to hear that. Quote that. <laughs> I... And uh, for the NFC South, uh, I want to say 3-2 Saints. Um, yes. Yeah, 3-2 Saints. Sounds right. Yeah, so um, maybe we want to start with – we'll start with the AFC East. Uh, you know, why do you – we kind of all went into it, but I kind of said why I think the Pats are going to win. Any, like, takers on – why the Pats uh, are not going to win the division again? And why you I want to hear uh, Nolan's take on this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my my main belief is not. So I I'm not really believing against Bill. I do believe Bill is still the savant of coaching. The man still has a plan. I believe that we're going to have a really interesting offense to watch with Cam Newton taking the helm. We're missing a lot of weapons. We had a lot of dudes sit out the season, which I think will have an impact. We literally lost our, our lining back core. We have, like, our linebackers from last year are all gone. Um, our secondary is still amazing for defense. We have a lot of good stuff going on. I just think that the Bill – it's going to be accredited to the Bills' performance. It's not going to be, like, a lack of the Patriots playing well. So I think they're going to win a wild card spot. I just think that the Bills were really good last year. 
and they're going to be even better this year. I believe McDermott's a really solid coach. Josh Allen had a really great year last year, and I think he's going to continue to progress. I, I really just like that team. It's a lot of fun to watch. And I think the the Bills will have easily double-digit wins for this year, and that's going to make them really tough to beat. Yeah, that, that makes sense, except uh, Bill Belichick's still the coach of the New England Patriots. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't the, know. the only time we've lost the division before is because we had three teams go 11-5. and five, And you know what? <laughs> I could see the Bills having like an 11-5 and five year with the Patriots going like 10-6. and six. I think that's totally reasonable. I think right. Nolan did hit on a key point, which is uh, a lot of players opted out of the Patriots this year, and they have been dealing with a couple injuries and losing some players. So uh, although it is easy to go and say Bill Belichick will pull it out, I think he's working with a lot less than he's used to. I mean, so. pe- people were saying last year that that was the weakest roster offensively that the Patriots have ever had, at least in the Bill Belichick era. Yeah. era. You know, when and, was the last time um, they lost in the wild card round? That's I mean, true. That's true. And, been a long um, time. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you, you look at last year's roster and you look at this year's roster and you're like, man, it's not looking too pretty. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't really determine a season just based off of paper. So, I think I think people that are dismissing the Patriots too quick are misunderstanding how like strong of a coach Belichick is and has always, ha- has always been. And uh, I think that's just really it. I think yeah, any other thoughts on the division winner? Bill Belichick will will this team to at least yeah. at least nine wins. I mean, they started off eight yeah. 0 last year, and they had a weak offensive roster. It's not like it's not like they're out completely. Like, come on. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this division? Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll move on to the next interesting one. We'll shift. Yes, uh, I think AFC West, AFC North, we. Both of them pretty locked in for the most mm-hmm, part yeah. for the division winners. We'll get into the wild card uh, after we finish, but mm-hmm. uh, let's go down to the AFC South. So we had three people saying the Colts, two people saying the Titans. Um, who wants to start uh, talking about these two teams? Who picked the Colts? Right. Who, who's who's me? <laughs> yeah, me. I picked the Colts. Yeah, Brad, I'd like to hear this Brad. argument. I think Brad, you articulated it pretty well when you were. Uh, choosing go for it. yeah so uh, i think the colts i mean it's pretty easy to see they have a lot of offensive weapons this year you know picking up jonathan taylor i think he's going to be a huge player out of college and he's going to really bolster that run game uh and also they have one of the best offensive lines in football which is not the best gonna just if yeah. not the best that, which that's fantastic for such a dynamic running back like Jonathan. of course taylor was in college Ooh. yeah so it's going to allow jonathan taylor to do disgusting things to opposing defenses not to mention i mean Philip Rivers may be a little bit past his prime, but I still think he's a good quarterback. And in a team like that, where he's got all the pieces around him, he's going to be able to make a lot of things happen. And even last year, you could see that they were so close to making it all work. And this year, they've upgraded in all the right places, and they're going to be able to take a division that I think is one of the weaker divisions in football this year. Yeah. yeah. Ethan, you want to add on to that? Well, I just think it will the run game is pretty huge for them. And not to mention, they still have Marlon Mack, who put up a very good year last year. So that one-two punch with Taylor and Mack will be, I think it'll be one of the best in football with that offensive line. But then they're also getting some of their receivers back. Paris Campbell was hurt, like, all year. He didn't have a chance to, you know, do, give an impact to that team. So I think with him back and T.Y. Hilton being T.Y. Hilton, I think, I think Phillip will have a pretty quiet but pretty good year yeah at mine i'll keep it quick i think the coaching staff is the biggest thing for me i think frank wright is like probably top five coach in the awesome nfl coach. awesome yeah he was thrown into like the worst situation last year with andrew luck retiring mm-hmm. and having jacoby Brissett. and i think they did well for the first couple yeah, that, games that team played very confidently that was a good yeah. year for them. Yeah, I do think so, last year if they had Andrew Luck, they'd be serious Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Nolan and Keenan, you want to give your thoughts on why you think the Titans are going to win? I mean, I know this division better than all the others. <laughs> I, I have watched every team countless times. And I just think that the Titans just have an extremely dynamic offense. And last year they were, if I'm not mistaken, the most efficient offense, even more efficient than the Ravens, when, mind you, when Tannehill was starting. Um, so 
I I genuinely believe that the Titans offense will still be as good as last. I, I mean, it might regress a little bit, but it'll still be one of the best offenses in the NFL. And their defense, like, is easily serviceable. And I I think it's going to be similar to the Ravens where their offense is going to be so good that their defense is really just the afterthought, similar to the Chiefs. I just think they're going to be blowing people out of the water very quickly and not having to worry about having the world's most stout defense. I, I do want to just quickly say, because I think we can move on from this one, I, I think a lot of people are definitely willing to dismiss Ryan Tannehill as, like, just enough. You know, like mm-hmm. – uh, he had a he had a very solid year last year, but if you look at the stats, you know he only has a few anomalies. He had the most uh, yards per throw, I think, of any starting quarterback once he actually picked up the reins. And I think the most important stat to look at is, is just win loss whenever you're dealing with this sort of thing. And the the plain and simple fact is the team started off with Marcus Mariota out there, and they were not a good team. Like the Titans were a bad football team with Marcus Mariota as their leader and quarterback. And Ryan Tannehill came in, and they immediately turned it around. I mean, they had they were probably the hottest team in football for the second yeah, half of they, the year. They scored the most points per drive of yeah. any team in the NFL with they, Ryan Tannehill. Incredibly efficient, and Ryan Tannehill, I think, really fits perfectly with the the Derrick Henry situation because you can just hand, that, hand the ball to Derrick Henry, and he'll get you what you need most times. Mm-hmm. But with just the right amount of weapons they have on, on wide receiver and Ryan Tannehill being serviceable, and I think a really passionate leader, I think it's a really good team. Yeah, I think there's something to be said, too, after the Texans' performance that none of us took the Texans to win that division, even though they still have a strong team. But yes. let's move to the uh, NFC East. Uh, three people chose the Cowboys. Two people chose uh my Philadelphia Eagles, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> My Philadelphia Eagles that I didn't pick. <laughs> I didn't pick. Uh, right. I'll, I'll yeah, Keenan, you want to start off? I yeah. think this is three terrible teams. And it's not even that the I, I, the three terrible teams being the Giants, Eagles, and Washington. And, it, and it's not necessarily because the Eagles are bad. I think Carson Wentz is fantastic. It's, it's just because... They are just pounded with injuries, and it just doesn't look like their injury luck is going to get any better this year. And so I, I think the Cowboys are a very solid team, excellent offensive roster, very good defensive roster. I think they're going to go at least 12-4. and four. Ooh. Ooh. There's someone who had them in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. That was like a simulation yeah. that I read online. That was, that was awesome. One of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are my thoughts. I mean, feel free to present why you think the Eagles are going to be the division winners because I'm curious about that. Uh, Nolan and Ethan. No, I had the I had the Cowboys. Was, oh, oh, I had the Brad. Eagles. I can Brad, Brad, Brad and Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> a little bit on this. So, Brad, Here, here's a bit of my reasoning. First of all, the Cowboys have been historically mediocre with very talented rosters, and I think this year will not be an exception to that. They're getting a new first year or not a first-year coach, but a new coach into their system, which will take a while to get integrated, especially with no preseason. It's going to be a little bit tough for uh, old Mike there. Um, But really, I think the Eagles, even last year, you saw, you know, had about as bad of injury luck as you could have, and they still ended up winning the division and making it to the divisional round. Wait, no, they didn't, did they? Almost making it to the divisional (laughs) round. They were pretty close. If it wasn't for for that little bit of extra injury luck, then uh, they would have been there, but... I think the Eagles are such a deep team and they have so much talent on that roster that even with the injuries that are coming through, I still think they're the best team in that division. And I actually think they're one of the best teams in the NFC overall. Um, You're making me blush, bro. I know. I just think that Carson you Wentz like is a player Coward. that... Colin Coward, part two. Hard, hard to disagree with them. But uh, I, yeah, I think even with their injury luck, it's still their division to lose because the Cowboys have shown that they are not able to utilize their talent to the fullest extent. And the Eagles are able to utilize the lack of talent they have when the injuries come and start hitting them, which we can already see has started to happen. Yeah. It's let's, hope, bro, let's hope. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Um, let's, uh, unless Nolan, you have any other thoughts on the Eagles? Let's move on. To- no, I, I just can't pick yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so 50 50 on this division. You don't even know. The division's but always. The West, uh, I think we'll start with Ethan because you're the only one that didn't choose the NFC um, Super Bowl contender. Keenan didn't pick him either. There, there were but... two people. 
Oh, yeah, I pick... All right, pick the Seahawks. It's easy to And then we'll go to Keenan for the win. <laughs> the Jags, man. <laughs> I picked Seattle because, well, okay. Russell Wilson, and I will... I think he is a candidate for MVP this year. Like, I think this will be the year he does it. That man, oh, he... He's just too good. And I think with what he was doing in the years past, like I think Lockett and Metcalf are better than the receivers he's had in the past. I also think Chris Carson is poised for a good year. And they added a dog in Jamal Adams on that defense. Like I st- I'm Ooh, thinking I the Legion okay. of Boom Ooh. is going to start to be reassembled here. <laughs> Almost forgot about that move. That was big for them. Yeah, that was that was yeah. fantastic. And the Seahawks leverage safeties fantastically. How how quick is it going to take for Jamal Adams to flip off uh, Pete Carroll <laughs> like Earl Thomas did? I don't think Pete uh, that, Carroll is as bad as Adam Gase, and that's saying something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping and, Pete Carroll just lets Jamal play. Like if you just one thing with the Seahawks, no, I feel bad for Russell. Like they yeah. never have any people around him. He's yeah. always scrambling in the backfield. Give my man an O-line. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Keenan, you want to talk about the, why the Rams are going to win? I, I think people were – I think the Rams did like had an offseason. I mean, they did have an offseason last year. And people are too quick to forget that the year prior, they were just phenomenal. They were a Super Bowl. They were in the Super Bowl. They were playing – very, very well up until the Super Bowl. And it's not like there are that many roster pieces that are gone. I mean, it's fine that they don't have Todd Gurley because running backs are fairly expendable in the NFL. And also Todd Gurley was running through the most massive holes. Um, the only thing that, that makes me doubt it is their, their O-line isn't as good as prior years. And uh, I don't know. I, I just I just have doubts about Jared Goff, but in the same vein, I think that Sean McVay is a fantastic coach, and I think that he will be able to get his roster to perform the way that they were uh, two years ago instead of how they were performing last year. That makes sense. It's, uh, not, it's not really a slight on the 49ers. I just yeah. think that the Rams are going to be back to what they were, and I think that's better than the 49ers. Yeah, Nolan and Brad, do you want to quickly go over why you think the 49ers are going to hold their position? I'll throw it out there, I think – it's not really that much of a hot take to say that the 49ers will be there. They don't have a wide receiver core. The The wide outs are, are not strong on that team. But honestly, I feel like that's their only real weakness. The defense is still absurdly elite. They have so many just playmakers on that team. And the, the running game is still very serviceable. You got a nice committee back there. And Jimmy G... Didn't have the greatest year last year, but I, he's still a very serviceable quarterback, and he gets done what he needs to get done. I, I just don't see any other team in that division with the same talent level. I think the Rams have so much dead cap that they just can't really make much moves. Jalen Ramsey, I think, got an insane extension. He's a top-five corner, but, I mean, he's being paid like he is that dude, and I just don't think he's that dude. Um, I, th- I think the the J- I think they signed Jalen Ramsey just to free up the cap because they moved the the dead cap over the years to the signing bonus, so now yeah. that they can be under the cap this year. I mean, they they sacrificed a lot to get Jalen, so they had to make something happen and keep yeah. that man around. And I think he knew that. There's so much dead money on the on the Rams. Oh my, it's God. ridiculous. They're still paying for Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, Cookie. Yeah. They got they got they, a lot. They going paid on. two million to uh, to Clay Matthews, I think, this year. Well, he's try- they're trying to contest that in court, right? Yeah, yeah. But- yeah. In any so. case, crazy stuff. I think the Seahawks could be a dark horse, and they might just, by the will of Russell Wilson, hopefully an MVP campaign, because I always root for that dude. He's amazing. Um, but I, yeah. I just think the 49ers are just too strong overall of a team. I think they're going to be in Super Bowl contention for another couple of years at least. Makes sense. Uh, I think that we should move on to the NFC North, where – I'll probably start off this, and I've already said a little bit about it, but I think that like, Mitch Trubisky is in the most pressured year of his life. Like He is not going to have a job if he doesn't perform well, and he knows that like he barely won that quarterback competition in Chicago. Nick Foles is like breathing down his neck, um, you know, ready to start, ready to carry that team. I think Mitch Trubisky doesn't even have to be good. He just has to be okay for the Bears defense to take over because you forget how good that Bears defense actually is. Like 
last year what happened was that they were on the field for like 45 minutes each game. Like you can't you can't have a defense that's that winded all the time. But I think Mitch Trubisky is going to be better. I think that the Packers aren't going to be as good. I still think Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. I have um, I have thoughts about Aaron Jones. I don't think that he's that good of a running back that everyone says he is. I think the Lions are like a joke team that everyone's hyping up for some reason. Vikings, I'm surprised that none, none of you guys chose the Vikings to win. Um, but I think the Vikings also is kind of sus. Losing Stephon Diggs is huge. Um, Kirk Cousins, I don't really believe in him as much, even though he said, like, if I die, I'll die with COVID, which is hilarious. <laughs> I think Mitch is going to be better. I, think, I, like, um, I like Matt Nagy. I like their um, defensive coordinator and their running back situation. So that's my thoughts. Um, you guys want to quickly go into why you think the Packers – I know we've done a little bit already, but why you think the Packers are going to dominate this division. So I'll actually uh, make a quick comment here. I don't think actually, despite what I said before, this will be an easy division for the Packers to win. I think it's going to be very competitive with the Vikings and the Bears. But yeah. kind of like you were touching on, the Bears' biggest asset is their defense. Their offense is just completely lackluster. And I think in the the way the league is operating right now, you can't win games with just your defense. You're going to need some sort of offensive production, especially in the NFC North. Jack's you're going to have to keep up with the teams like the Vikings and the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um but otherwise, I think the Packers, they've uh, kept a, a good amount of their core, so they're, they're going to be about the same team they were before. I think the Vikings have uh, also stayed at a pretty similar level, maybe falling off a little bit without with the loss of Stefan Diggs, but uh, they've made some other moves to kind of make up for that. But I think overall it's going to be a really competitive division, and I just like the Packers going forward. So they're my pick for the division. Any other thoughts? Otherwise right, we'll no, move I'll on to really quickly. Quickly. Yeah, yeah. Really quickly. You look at the NFC North, and and when I look at the teams, I see the Packers, one thirteen three NFC Championship, not too bad. I look at the Bears, and I, and I giggle a little bit. I look at the Lions, and I giggle a little harder. And then I look at the Vikings, and I chortle. <laughs> and that, that's that's a good point. Division. Excellent analysis. Yeah, excellent analysis. Hard to I think we're also like living in Appleton, close to Green Bay. Like that's. There so may I, be a little bit of home team bias. Matter. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Have, have you seen the Vikings have any amount of success other than fluke plays in the playoffs against the Saints? I don't think so. I mean, to it's be true. fair, the Vikings, so they got rid of Diggs. Like, we've kept the, uh, the same offense we've had last year, except, I mean, we've added Dylan in the draft, who I don't know what he'll what to expect from him week one. I'm hoping he pops off or gets some touches. But I think we actually improved our defense with the addition of Kirksey and then having Oren Burks slide into that second linebacking role. I think our middle linebackers, which we struggled to stop the run last season, I think they got a lot more athletic, and hopefully we can stop the run a bit more. All right, let's move on to the NFC South here. Uh, we had three people choose the Saints and two people choose the Buccaneers. Um, let's uh, let's start with Nolan again because his favorite player, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. is on the Bucks. Why do you think the Bucs are going to win? And why aren't they a dream team 2020? I, I just the, – the dream team idea is hysterical. Um, I, lo- I love it, but my God, it is, it is just going all in on this man. Um, I think you look at a lot of the Buccaneers games last year, they, they had a lot of winnable situations. They were put in close games where Jameis Winston did not step up that defense is pretty strong. I mean, Shaq Barrett led the league in sacks last year, I believe. He's a very solid yeah. player. I think he's he's a really interesting piece to have. Um, but offensively is where all the hype is, and I think it's completely well-placed. I don't think Gronk is going to be used very much in the offense. I, I think to assume that the the corpse of Gronk is just going to suddenly return to form is, is ridiculous. But you put Tom Brady out there, he makes smart decisions. You can say what you will on Tom as he's aged, but he definitely doesn't try to force things, and he doesn't make bad decisions regularly. You put him out there with two top ten – I mean, you could even make an argument for top five receivers in the NFL, and you have O.J. Howard, who I think might legitimately get a place in the offense as a a real, like, weapon, while Gronk is still, like, the blocking tight end, more for run, you know, protection. O.J. Howard is a legitimate weapon. You got a lot of pieces on that offense. The offensive line is a bit of a question mark, 
But you put Tom back there, he's going to make the right throws. You have elite targets that he hasn't had in years. I think he's still just as good. You put him out there, he's going to make it work. That offense is just so stacked. I don't know. I just have so much faith in Tom. You could say the same thing about the Saints, though, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can't. The Saints have been great for years. They've been in Super Bowl contention yeah. the whole time. The past, like, four or five years, I think. I forget when the last time they missed the playoffs when they had a bit of a lull. But Drew Brees is still elite, and he's got Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara just signed that extension, so he's staying for a while. I, I think the Saints are still just as good. I just think because the Bucks are such a, a mix-up and such a new face in that division – They'll, they'll find a way to kind of shock teams for the first few games here, get off to a nice start, and get some, get a lead in the in the division that they just won't give up. Does uh, Do one of you want to take the the other side of that argument, the Saints? Um, I forget who actually chose the Saints. I mean, but the, on, the only thing for me is, like, I, 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 I don't see any reason why the Saints would drop the division to the Buccaneers. I mean – they were amazing more last year. They were amazing the year before. <laughs> Historical precedence for me is what's taken it. I just don't see the Buccaneers just yeah. suddenly being like, hey, guys, we're going to dominate the division. I mean, show me completely. Prove, prove, prove me wrong. So for me, I actually have a very opposite view of Nolan. So he thinks that the Buccaneers are going to get off to a nice early start and keep that lead. I actually think it's going to be the opposite. I think by the end of the year, the Saints and the Buccaneers are going to be very even teams pretty much at the same level, but I think it's going to take a little bit for the Bucks to get to that level. I think they have a lot of new players coming in there, and with Tom Brady and Gronk, they're going to have to learn new systems, which is something that Tom Brady has never had to do in his career. Uh, so I think it's going to take them a little bit to get going, and once they do, I think they'll be on par with the Saints. But it's clear that the Saints are really going all in for this year and next year. This is their Super Bowl window, and they're going to make the most of it. So I think they're going to take the division early, and they're going to keep it, and then eventually the Bucks will catch up to him. I think that I'm excited. I'm excited to see Tom Brady when things don't go well. Because in the offseason, like, everything looks so happy. Oh, all the players are coming back. Yeah. But, like, as soon as they lose two games in a row and Tom Brady's screaming at these players who came to ring chase, like, that's what I want to see. Does the team fall apart? Because these are all big-name players. Like, yep. Leonard Fournette is um, someone who's not going to like be taken well to have his quarterback like screaming at him. But Tom Brady's going to do that. Like That's his leadership style. So I want to see how the team gels when things aren't going well. Because preseason, everything can look good. Like Dream Team 2020, I keep saying it. But it looked so great when Namdi Asamoa, Vince Young, like Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie, all these players came to the Eagles to uh, – kind of go for a Super Bowl, and they ended up going 4-12. and 12. I don't think that that's going to happen with the Bucks, But um, I, I just want to see when they don't do so well. I mean, there's but, more nuance with like the how the Eagles situation was, but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, so I think that this was a nice and long discussion um, before the season started about who we think is going to win the division. Some of the divisions are like locked in. Uh, in the AFC, like 5-0, 5-0. I think the NFC has a little bit more competition there because there's not like two teams that are like yeah. two real contenders. So uh, we'll move on to our week one picks here that start tomorrow. Um, we're going to be picking just like NFL Sunday, Fox Sunday style. We're each going to be picking one lock. And one upset using the ESPN betting odds. So one team that we think is locked to win that week, um, and then one team is that's going to upset based on the the betting line. So uh, we'll start with Nolan here. Uh, who's your lock and who's your upset? So for me, I'm going to go with a lock on the Indianapolis Colts over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shouldn't be much of a surprise. Not much going on there. I think the Jaguars are going to suck, and the Colts have been good. So it's pretty simple, pretty quick and easy. But I think the one that will be a little bit more interesting, my upset pick is going to be the New York football Giants over the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night. I have a great deal of faith in – the Danny Dimes of the future, Daniel Jones. And Saquon obviously is still one bad man 
I think you got a lot of offensive weapons coming back from injury on the Giants' end. Defensively, they're still a little lacking, but that Pittsburgh Steelers offense, I think, is still very mediocre, even if Big Ben comes back. Uh, I really do think they got a chance to pull it off. Uh, Was that? No belief in Juju. I have no, I, I like Juju. I have no faith in Ben Roethlisberger. So I, I'm glad you say, I'm glad you say that because I'm rolling with Danny Dimes as my starting quarterback in fantasy. <laughs> so just hearing someone else's belief, you know, for gets your me excited. for your sake, Ethan, I'll root for the Danny Dimes. But Ooh. yeah, no, I really I really do think the G Men have a solid offense and they got a lot of weapons. Daniel Jones looks good. I don't know. I like that team, and I like that matchup. That's mostly it. I don't think that team is going to be very great this year overall, but I think the matchup is really solid for them. I think they're going to roll with it. Uh, Ethan, who's your lock? My lock is the Philadelphia Eagles against the Washington football team. Even though they're banged up. If you watch ESPN this week, they were all saying that the Washington uh, football team is going to beat the Eagles. Even though the Eagles are banged up, the Washington football team, I just don't think has has it in it. Um, My upset, though, is Joe Burrow and those Cincinnati Bengals over the Chargers. (laughs) For For the first time in a while... I think the Bengals will have a solid offense with Joe Mixon. They'll have A.J. Green back healthy for game one, at least. Uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Auden Tate. They got, I mean, they got some weapons. So I think, I think they might run up the score a little bit. I think they'll surprise people. All right. You know what? I think you're wrong because my lock <laughs> – Oh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I think that the Bengals are going to be god-awful this year. Can't wait and to readdress Joe Burrow, this. Joe Burrow is going to have a Johnny Menzel-type uh, oh, career no. season. Oh, I cannot. Oh, no. I, the Bengals have no one. AJ Green's going to tear his ACL. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's... It's going to be awful. Oh, uh, no. I'm looking forward to re-discussing this. <laughs> I just hope I'm right. <laughs> um, and my upset, which like it shouldn't even be an upset, but according to ESPN, the Bears are not favored against the Lions for some reason, but the Bears are going to blow out the Lions in Ford Field. It's going to be like a 50 to nothing game. Um, wow. all, all the Trubisky cool. haters are going to be silenced. Yeah, that's my Impressive. quote unquote uh, upset. Can we clip both of Addy's picks here? Just for are there, future. Are there Trubi- you say Trubisky haters? Are there are there Trubisky believers? <laughs> there a I, that? Please I'm come a forward Trubisky if you are believer. a Trubisky. <laughs> I'm a Trubisky believer for sure. I have I have ordered my fake Trubisky jersey from China. <laughs> Because that's how much I believe in him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's so It's a waste uh, of money. <laughs> Brad, you want to give your pick? Yeah, so I'll start out with my lock. I think the New Orleans Saints are going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. So I kind of alluded to this earlier when we were discussing um, Tampa and New Orleans for the division winner, but I think the Bucs are going to come out to a slow start. It's going to take them a little bit with no preseason to get all these new players on the same page and working together again with Tom Brady in a new system, it's going to take them a while to actually get going. And I think the saints, they know that their window is ending and they've made a lot of moves to guarantee that this year is going to be a success. So I think they're going to come out hot and they're going to beat the super team from the off season in the Buccaneers. And then for my upset, I'm going to go for a spicy one here. The Arizona Cardinals are going to beat the San Francisco. Oh! I was hoping somebody was going to pull that. Yep. Yeah. So I think I think this is one of the best divisions in football, and I think any of these divisional games can go either way. But I think coming out, Kyler is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in that division, and he's going to put on a show with DeAndre. The you know the other quarterbacks in that division, right? <laughs> I do know the other quarterbacks in that division. He may not be the best, but he's going to be up there. I think Kyler's I think, top two. 
Is he, he's going is, to be coming no, out of I don't believe anything you said because you said $22. Yeah, I was just going to say, is Kyler Murray worth $22 in your opinion for a dynasty draft? In his opinion, it is. Sorry, Brad, continue. No problem. Uh, yeah, but I think Kyler is going to come out there. He's going to show that he's the real deal. And with DeAndre in his receiving core, he is going to show that they are here to contend. And they are going to beat the 49ers in a close game, but they'll take it for the win. Ooh, wow. And uh, Keenan, you want to give your picks? All right, all right. So I also had the same upset um, because I think that I – there's no – like this is just gut feeling. I think that the Cardinals are just going to go – like real hard this game they're gonna just really just beat up on the Niners and I think I I, honestly I believe in Kyler Murray I really do I think he is the second best quarterback in the division after Russell Wilson and I think he'll prove that in the week one matchup and then uh, my lock is the Raiders over the Panthers I I just do not believe the Panthers have a strong roster I sadly do not believe in Teddy Bridgewater whatsoever and I think that the Raiders you know with with their they drafted Henry Ruggs, so I think it's going to have a breakout year. Uh, I I think that they're just they're just going to be great. I, I think that their offense is finally going to be what they want it to be. I think um, uh, Derek Carr is going to have a fantastic game. I think I just think in general offenses are going to be better in week one. Um, I should have chosen that as my upset. Yeah, I, I think the Panthers are going to be good. I, I think I, the Raiders I, I just, are awful. I think that the Panthers are just coming off to me as a one-man band with Christian McCaffrey just because I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater can be a starting quarterback. That's a pretty good one-man band, though. (laughs) It is a pretty good one-man band, but what if you focus on that one-man band becomes a zero-man band? Um, That's what everyone said about Derrick Henry in the playoffs, and they won two games. I feel like CMC is just going to carry that team. What if they win the division? They won't. I would be shocked. I would be so, so shocked. I mean, like, I just, I mean, they're often, like, what's his name? Is it DJ Moore? I think DJ Moore's fantastic. But I just, I think that Teddy Bridgewater's a a big question mark. I think he's, I think he's better than he was when he was on the Vikings, but he also wasn't good on the Vikings. So I'm just very hesitant to say that Teddy Bridgewater will be a, good enough starting quarterback to win as many football games as everybody thinks they will. All right, let's let's go back to that Chargers Bengals game. <laughs> you, uh, you think the Bengals are going to beat the Los Angeles Chargers? Yeah, I, I also yes. think the Bengals are definitely going to beat the Chargers. Uh-huh. Wow. I have a partner. What? You guys you don't even know. Tyrod Taylor is going to go out in the field all right, and then he's gonna hurt himself. No, no, and my man throw eight passes to Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is gonna come out <laughs> swinging because he looked so fine in those pictures that they took. The Los Angeles Chargers, because they're on hard knocks, they took these fire ass team photos. Oh Justin Herbert looked like a dime. This is the this analysis. Is what we're basing this off of. Bro, who's the most attractive uh, NFL quarterback for like the last 10 years? Jimmy it's Tom Brady. Who has the most rings the last 10 years? It's Tom Brady. Like, okay. It's not correlation, I'm, it's correlation. I'm we, <laughs> we will we will have to rediscuss this, but I, dude, I think with the the Bengals have offensive weapons. It's just a matter of can they stay on the field. And I think you know, week one, everyone should be back healthy. Like the Chargers just lost Derwin James to IR, so that's one I, of their. I also think John Ross is going to have a great year. I I, I forgot about, about him too. Not, okay, but I, got... I, like Joe Burrow, what he was known for in college is very precise, deep passes. That was his thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm you're forgetting about... about the Chargers though. Austin Eckler's good. Keenan Allen's good. Mike Williams is good. Like man, I'm really excited for the Chargers to have third and three on every single drive. I I'm not saying the Chargers aren't good. I think it's just I think the Bengals are going to come out to play. I think, I, think, I think Joe Burrow, because there's no tape on him, nobody knows what to expect. He's going to be just throwing dots. And then the next game, week two, he's going to get absolutely destroyed. I think Joe you Burrow are, is going to be a Joey Bosa is going to on Joe Burrow's body after the eighth set. Yeah, Brad thinks Joe Burrow is <laughs> okay. going to be a bust. I think he's he going to be a massive be a bust. bust. He had he an amazing season of college football, but that's about it. 
Okay. I don't think that me, that's going to translate into say this though. Did you see how ugly he looked on draft night too? With the oh weapons. God, oh man. my god. The <laughs> weapons that the the Bengals have could if they wanted to implement that same style offense that they that they did at LSU that Joe Burrow thrived in, they could. See, they think- they may have weapons, but what kind of line do they have? Joe Burrow is going to be running for his life. He won't be able to even take a look at yeah, his targets. One, one of the best part, one of the one of the big things that people liked about Joe Burrow in college was he was excellent under pressure. And I, I feel I, like I, college he, pressure he, compared to the NFL is a whole NFL different. NFL is completely different. But if he was good enough at it in college, I think as he learns more, as he as he gets used to it, I think he'll you know develop the skills and perform. I'm really high I, on Joe Burrow. I really I'm just like saying. Him. They're, they get their left tackle Jonah Williams, their first round pick last year back. Like oh, the, yeah, their lines might not, him. their line might not be terrible. And uh, so, who knows? Who knows? I think what what it comes down to for the Cincinnati Bengals, I see the Bengals this year as being in the same exact situation as the Cleveland Browns last year, where there was legitimately so much talent available on that team. It comes down to coaching, and yes. the Cincinnati Bengals have been stuck with mediocre coaching for over a decade before this last year. And the Chargers have good coaching, too. Yeah, the Chargers have a great coach. Swan is an excellent yeah. coach. Um, and, I, you know, the, the Bengals got a new guy in there. He now has, you know, obviously this offseason was weird, but he has time now to, to really implement the way that he wants – to have the offense go, I I, I like Joe Burrow. I, I want him to succeed, but I'm also not super high on him. I don't know exactly. You know, I, I think it will come down to, you know, it, can he come out here with the confidence? I think he has that confidence. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like too cocky. He seems like he knows what he can do, and he's confident in what he can do. I think it really is just going to come down to, can you create a proper scheme for him? And with a new coach. That's just a total toss-up for me. So I, I don't know. I think it, it it's a great first game. I don't think the Chargers are ridiculously so good that they're going to stomp the hell out of the Bengals. But I think the Chargers are much more proven, and they've moved on from a garbage quarterback in Phillip Rivers in this last year. Man was awful. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, they, they, I think the Chargers are going to come out swinging. I think they're going to be a great team, and I just don't think the Bengals are there yet. But well, I could we'll totally see. be wrong. I, I can't believe that you're calling Phillip Rivers a garbage quarterback. Last year he was awful. Yeah, he last was year was an terrible. awful quarterback then, last year. And then you have what three other people? So me and you chose the Titans, and three other people chose the Colts. The Colts. Everybody thinks he's going to be so oh, good. Yeah. The Colts. Again, I'm not saying he's be so good. I just I think the Colts have other I think weapons. The Colts will be so good. I have, I I just don't think Philip Rivers will perform the same. Last he year he was great. Phil- two years ago, he just dropped off last year, and it's not like the team was that different. He was last commuting year. all the way from San Diego to L.A. every day. <laughs> last year, he had, oh, he had 4,600 yards, uh, 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. So, Yeah, how many wins did he have? None. That's what I thought. Uh, I mean, yeah, the interceptions is, is problematic, but Phillip could still get the ball down the field. True. So who knows? All right. All right. Any more thoughts on, uh, on week one, how you think it's going to go? I'm excited. I'm excited to see a no-fans game. See if that's weirder than the fifteen thousand fans. I'm assuming it's not going to be, but um, any thoughts about this week before we wrap up here? Let's go over an hour. I think the Lions being favored week one is atrocious. I, I I agree with Addy. I think the Bears are going to win that one. I'm excited to just see all these football games and see how a lot of great storylines shake week out. One. I yeah, agree. I'm excited for Red Zone. Oh yeah. Excited so, for. Uh, for for what's his name? What's Scott Hansen? Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen. Got it. Talk to me for for seven Love hours that, straight. Give me it's give me so seven good. hours of Scott Hansen ASMR. Oh my god! Inject <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. into my veins. Just listen to Scott Hansen through a filter with minimum volume. <laughs> Perfection. So yeah, I'm excited for this week. I'm excited. Um, hopefully that this podcast will continue for couple weeks this year maybe maybe every single week if we're diligent but i, I That's doubt it optimistic man depends yeah. on the fan base yeah yeah dep- depends on it's for the, the fans leader. it's for the fans <laughs> depends on our sponsors wink wink 
sponsor. Yeah, so I'd like to thank our sponsor, Metalogic. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Metalogic Gaming. Uh, yeah, Metalogic Gaming and um, Thinky Tanky as well. Thinky Tanky, our our co-host. Yeah, so I'm excited um, about this week. I'm excited for football to be back. I'm excited to wear my Eagles jersey all day, cheering on the Eagles. um, Defeat the Washington football team. Football football team. team. So uh, if we don't have anything else for this week... Uh, thank you guys. Thanks for being here, everyone. Uh, you guys are all going to be wrong with your winners, but that's okay. Um, Half of ours are the same, Eddie. Compared to the winners of 2020. Good talks, everybody. Yeah.